Yeah. It's the five. Podcast. That's right. It's the Five Tool Podcast. Kicking it with you quarantined on a Saturday. Today's March 21st. Feeling good? Black Josh, you good? I'm good. Seamus, you good? Of course I'm good. Killer Kyle, you good? Killer Kyle? Bueller. 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 That's right, Killer Kyle has been mandatory. He's mandatory in quarantine right now by way of the government because people most susceptible to COVID-19 are the types who eat their pizza with a fork and a knife. (laughs) And he is not safe. So we wish him the best. We wish him well. But the show must go on. We're back here on a Saturday night. And first off, I just want to get everybody's thoughts, how they're doing, how everyone is doing in the quarantine days of post-apocalyptic United States of America here in 2020 in March. We've been at it for about 10 days since this has all got really weird in the United States. I'd say about 10 days since the NBA shut down and everything got weird with Rudy Gobert and stuff. So we'll start with you, Seamus. How has life been going in the world without sports and in this new age that we're living in? Well, like I said on Wednesday, I mean, I, I want my sports back, and I want, I, I'm hoping to God I can recognize them when they return. But in general, it's really, really weird. You know, driving yesterday, I came through Chicago yesterday morning, Fr- a Friday morning downtown Chicago. I went from. Comiskey Park on the south side to where the Edens joins back up with the Tri-State on the north side. And I did that in a half hour. Jesus. A half hour? I went, yeah, a half hour. That's usually like an hour. Right. And then in Milwaukee, I went from the Mitchell up to Bayshore, and that only took me 12 minutes. Well, don't get used to it because Chicago's on a lockdown. It'll be even quicker. So yeah, I'll go through it. To, I'll go through it tomorrow, real quick. Yeah, it's on. It's on a full-on lockdown. Yeah, we're just waiting, waiting until it happens here. I guess. I mean, once Minnesota gets it, we're for sure going to be surrounded by states like that. Monday. I think of Monday. It's already in Minnesota. Yeah, it'll be us then next Monday. Black Josh, how you been dealing with uh, everything that's been going on? Uh, I haven't been sleeping very well. I'll tell you that. That's why is that? So I, I wasn't here on Wednesday. Why is that? I don't know. I just have not been fucking, with the kid being off school, it just, it ruined everything. It literally ruined my entire sleep schedule. Yeah, and you still got to work. We're all still working here at the 5 Podcast. There are day jobs, right? At my night job, yeah. Yeah. I'm working my night job. So far, I guess we're considered essential people because we have not been shut down. So, I mean, if, if it does come to it and we get locked down, I'm pretty sure both my jobs are going to be toast. But the Five Tool Podcast, we'll be kicking it with you. We're going to be on ham radio after martial law gets instilled and all of our internet shut down. We'll be on ham radio, so we'll get you the handle right before this all goes to hell. Um, 
We're all sports guys here. I, what, the next question I kind of want to allude, allude to here is, um, what are we talking about? Like, not not just on the podcast, but in general, when we're talking our day day to day lives, like, what are what are what are the conversations being had now that there's no sports? Seamus, what do you, what do you talk about with your friends that you typically talk sports with? Um. Well, just recently, you know, it's like just today, I, I had a, a video call with a buddy of mine that I went to college with, and it's pretty much been talking about you know what what we've got going on. He lives in the, in the Chicago burbs. And he was talking about how weird it is now. It's, it's pretty much just been the state of things, you know, grocery stores and whatnot and, and, and how crazy everything still is 10 days into this. And there's still nothing on the shelves and, you know, which just a side note, as far as I was concerned, I mean, you know, driving truck over the road, it's been really nice. People have been very, very appreciative of, of, of drivers in the industry, but it's almost like people are forgetting that, yeah, you may thank us, but at some point we do come home and we have to restock our trucks and we have to restock our own houses. And it's hard to go to the grocery store to get what I need for my house and my truck in the two days that I'm off and there's nothing out there. Yeah. That's, that's what I've been talking. That's what I, those are the conversations I've been having is, you know, I'm glad people are appreciating appreciating what I do, but it doesn't change the fact that I'm coming home now and there ain't nothing around. Yeah, you're dealing with the same kind of stuff that everyone else is dealing with. Only the only issue you have is you're not out of work. You're still working, and you're you're out of the state. You don't have time to to come home and, and you know stock up. You don't have anybody at home to to do that for you. So you're kind of you know, in a bigger bind than most people in this situation. What about you, Black Josh? What's the conversation's been like in your daily life? The only thing anybody fucking talks about is this goddamn coronavirus bullshit. There really is nothing else to talk about, kind of, right? I mean, what else is so there to talk about? goddamn annoying. I mean... I don't care. Anything else. Well, that's... I what... would rather fucking talk about golf. Or hockey. Or... There you go. Finally. Else. <laughs> this is what it takes for you to want to talk about hockey is yes. uh, <laughs> yes. a, a pandemic. A national pandemic. Yeah, it's, it's, or a worldwide pandemic, whatever you want to call it. Well, yeah, it's, it's getting weird and, yeah, I mean... It's so dumb, though. It's going to be over in fucking two weeks. I hope so. I mean, we can all hope that. It will be. China, well, China's numbers have already fucking peaked and are now coming down. And that's where it started. I saw an article that said China's lying about their numbers of recovery rates, but who knows what to believe. I mean, all, all the information we're being fed are coming from all these wide, varying sources, and it's hard to know what to believe. But that's what we're here for in the fight. Oh, what do you got? So we got fucking four deaths in the state of Wisconsin so far. And just 200 cases alone just from Milwaukee County. So out of the 200, case, 200 plus cases in Milwaukee County, there's one death in Milwaukee. But death is still a bad thing, even if it's one or a hundred. It mean. is, but we're freaking out over nothing. What is, what is the percentage of one out of 200? 0.5%. Okay. My point fucking exactly. Right. And I think like the worldwide rate is like 0.6%. On death rate, which is remarkably high. I mean, it, it all, it's all in context and how many numbers no, there I are. No, i got to start saving these fucking things that I see on Facebook. <laughs> That's the problem, though. We're getting all of our information from Facebook. How do we actually know what to believe? 
look them up yourself then. I'm as skeptical as anyone. In fact, I'm more skeptical now than I was before. I'm more worried about like the... Look up the numbers for the H1N1 virus from when Obama was in, in office. Well, it doesn't matter who's in office. But no, that, but... I know what you're saying. It doesn't matter I... who was in office, correct. But I'm saying that's when it happened, so that'll narrow it down for people. For context, yeah. I understand but, what you're saying. I'm... So if you look at those numbers and you compare them to these, the num- the difference... Is fucking insane. It is. It was the worst pandemic. Insane. I think the, so many more people died. I think the way to look at this is this is a trial run for the next big one. Because like this is thousands g- of more people died. Right. But why? So why didn't we shut down sports then? I don't know. I really don't know. Why were we on a fucking lockdown then? I think it's because there's more global cases than than there was in the past, and we're. Well, try- I think the H1N1 was pretty global. It was global, but I think there's like the num the no total number of cases is larger. I think the death rate was higher from that, but the the actual number of cases was was different. I'm not sure. I honestly well, the, don't no, know. No, um, the death rate was way higher than what we're doing. It was way higher, but there was more case. But there's more cases of this, I believe, and it's spreading faster. No, there's one death in Texas. That's why. There was only one death in the United States, and that was in Texas. Oh, for the H1N1? Yeah. I don't think so. I just watched the documentary about it yesterday. Did, oh, well, maybe. Either way. Anyways, I think I think the way to look at this is, I mean, this is this shit isn't going to stop. Like you said, ever, it isn't going to stop. Previous this for this one, but eventually there'll be another super bug, and eventually oh, yeah. there'll be another one, and those might be worse than this. But we're at ten minutes, and that's all we're going to give to this topic. Um, let's start. Let's talk oh, sports. You let's say. talk sports. Um. First off, Seamus, I know we've talked about this before, and you're There's already... no goddamn sport to talk about! I got I got plenty here. Seamus, I know we've talked about this before, and I know you're already really angry, but I just want to give a little timeline um, of what has happened to the Red Sox since August of last year. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, no, we do. Life is bad enough as it is. It's about to get worse for you, bud. So first, Dave Dombrowski was fired. Then, Heim Bloom was... I was happy about that. But, I was happy about that. But then, Heim Bloom was hired. Then, the Red Sox oh. were implicated on charges of sign stealing. Then, Alex Cora was gone. Then, Ron Renicki was hired as an interim. <laughs> then, Rick Porcello and Brock Holt leave. Then, Mookie Betts and David Price are traded. Then, there was a global pandemic, and now, Chris Sale... Is getting Tommy John's. Now, I know you've already disowned the Red Sox, but you've been a lifelong fan of the team. I just want to get your thoughts about the last, let's see, was that four or five months of Red Sox, sad Red Sox history. What do you think? I'm very sad. <laughs> it, it, that, that, that's, it's just... The five to a podcast pan, fan page, their their reaction to me on Wednesday is pretty accurate. You know, they've got sports has me speechless, and you're gonna see me, you know, at titty bars and face <laughs> down in a bottle before too long. Thank you, Paul Sipen and the and the five to a fan page because you are you are starting to know me better than I'm knowing myself at this point. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's just like. Okay, so the right. I mean, and and now not. I mean, Chris Sale going in for Tommy John. You know that that's that's bad news as a Boston sports fan. But 
the the thing that really I, and and I know we want I know we wanted to transition to sports, but the other thing that has me really really upset as a Boston sports fan is the Jacobs family, which is the group that owns the Boston Bruins. So far, the Boston Bruins are the only team in the NHL that has not offered to pay their venue employees really during the shutdown. Yes. Are those the same Jacobs that you stole in the Indians? I don't. That I don't know. I'm not sure, but they, they're the only NHL team. I mean, every MLB team has agreed to donate a million dollars, plus teams and players on their own have been doing their donations. Every M- yeah, NBA team players. has done it. The players have have all contributed to a GoFundMe for Garden employees, but the team ownership has not done anything. Wow. That has me that has me extremely pissed off. Wow! So the Celtics have. So does that does that mean? Yeah, the the Celtics have. And it's the same arena. But, yeah, but it, is it the same employees? Yeah, prob- maybe, maybe not. I- I'm not really sure how that works in terms of how Boston you know, Garden is. There's driving. probably some of the same, I would imagine. But still, like, but, but how bad does at, that look? That looks horrible. You look at you look at you look at the New York Rangers. They play their home games are in Madison Square Garden. The New York Knicks, their home games are in Madison Square Garden. Both teams have offered to contribute money to pay Garden employees. Just a side note. Like with, you look at the Dallas Stars and the Dallas Mavericks, same venue. A side note on the New York Knicks, though, just just for just for perception's sake, when when the NBA owners all got or got together on a conference call or whatever they did to to decide what to do about this ten days ago when this all happened, the New York Knicks were the only team to say, "Well, let's just keep playing and see what happens." <laughs> they were the okay. only. T- yeah, they were, the, they were the only team to say, fuck it. But they're a dumpster fire anyways. They should be the team that's like, let's, you know, let's shut this down and get shit together. That's the only thing that you can kind of look at in terms of the Red Sox. I think that, like, that's why they shut. I mean, I know Chris, Chris Sale's elbow wasn't getting any better, but it's the perfect time to shut him down. I mean, if you want to get your players better, this is the perfect time to do it. True that. But in, in terms of... Oh, absolutely. In terms of all Red Sox history, I mean, you had... You had the obviously selling Babe Ruth to the Yankees, and then you had eighty-three years of just shit, just sad Red Sox. Eighty-six years of sad Red Sox history. Yeah, you just made it worse. <laughs> eighty-six years of sad Red Sox history, where you had these great players come in. You know, you had Ted Williams. Yeah. You, you had such great history there, but no championships. Then they dominate the early part of this millennium, and now it's just, it just looks grim for the Boston Red Sox. It looks like you're going to go through another 86 years of just garbage. You're cursed again. And I don't know what did it, but but you're cursed again. Mookie Betts. Was it Mookie Betts? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the, I... And the, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. And you became a baseball fan again. You were going to root for the Brewers this year as your team, and now uh, the 50th year of... The Brewers is... Uh, yeah, the Brewers go ahead and pique my interest by signing Brock Holt. Of all people. Eh? And and now... Fuck! Fuck! Wicked pisser. No, that wicked pisser is a good thing. This fucking sucks. So, this is bullshit. So that, that takes me into my next... My next thought. 
And I really want to get everyone's thoughts on this because this is kind of this is a rough spot to be in. Oh man, here we go. We're already at March twenty first, right? They're not canceling yep. baseball for the year. They're saying that the baseball season might not start till after the All Star break. But at this point, should they just cancel the season, Seamus? What do you think? No. The longer the longer this goes on the more I'm leaning to, yeah, let's just call it a lost season. Absolutely. And, you know, let's try again next year. So, I mean, let's look at the different um, the different timelines here. So, if what Josh says is true, I mean, two weeks, everything's back. That takes us into the second week of April or so, or the first week in April. You still have to have these players train again because all the training facilities have shut down. Yeah, a lot of them can work out at home, but a lot of them necessarily can't. Maybe they didn't prepare and get a home gym before all this happened because a lot of these guys are new or they're newer to the city, so they live in an apartment. They don't necessarily have a gym that they have access to. Training facilities are shut down. These guys aren't throwing. These guys aren't hitting. I mean, a lot of these guys probably don't have batting cages at homes, at their homes. So you, then you have to have a training period. That takes you into, what, May. And then... So so you're in May, and maybe you start the season in June. That That's best-case scenario if this all blows over in two weeks. But, I mean, there's also, like, the stadiums have to get employees again. They have to get everything started up. They have to get ad deals back together. They got to get their TV stuff back together. So then let's say we start the season at the All-Star break. Then you got, what, 70 games to play? Do we really want to see a 70-game season? Is that baseball? And then what do you do? Do you just play divisional opponents for the season and maybe a couple? The whole schedule's got to be redesigned then because you can't have... I, For instance, I have a friend, he's a, he's a White Sox fan, and he was going to go down and see the Yankees at Guaranteed Right Field, and he was going to go see that Yankees series. Well, now that, was, that series is supposed to be played in August. Does that series still happen do you play in series how do you do it how do you t- play a 70 game season in baseball where you're you're meant to play these series do you do it just divisional rounds what what do you guys think what do you think Seamus like I said I the longer this goes on just call it a lost season start fresh next year I mean it's gonna suck but I'd I'd rather lose out then try and piecemeal together a partial season that, especially because you're going to have you're going to have bandwagon fans or new fans that are going to you know or fans of teams that may not make it, and they're going to you know I don't want to listen to people bitching on well the only reason my, my team sucked this year but we didn't have a real season so it was. I don't want to deal with any of that stuff. If we have to call it a year, call it a year. Bag it up and start start over. What do you think, Black Josh? He's chewing an Oreo right now. Double, I'm so hungry. Double stuff. Yeah, he had to go to the airport today. That's That must have been a fucking experience. It was empty. Like, there was barely anybody there. Yeah. The flight my kid was on, 35 people on it. Jeez. That's some leg room. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about the baseball season, though, Josh? I'm not. I don't want to go a fucking a whole goddamn year without baseball. Nobody does. Nobody truly wants to go through a full year without baseball. I don't want to. Do I it. don't either. So somebody needs to fucking figure it out. Yeah, I mean, it's just the scheduling alone just confuses me because, like. 
Because you have to have your divisional games, and each team plays each team around 20 games. So, I mean, so the Brewers in a five-team division. So maybe that's what they do. Maybe they keep the divisional games, but then they just they split up all the rest of them and make them just like one-game series or, you know, maybe a two-game series, or they'll throw in a couple more double-headers or, you know, whatever. Get as close to 160 as you can. 162, sorry. Yeah, right. But, you know. Throw a couple more doubleheaders in there, whatever. Then, so divisional games make out about make up about half of the schedule, around half of the schedule. That's around eighty, around eighty games. You usually play your divisional opponents between like seventeen and nineteen games, I think. And yeah, the one you usually play the most is that nineteen games. So that will make up eighty, about eighty or so games. So then that would get you a half a season, but. There's so many other thing, other factors that come into play with this in terms of baseball. So we skip, so we skip the All Star bullshit, right? Because I'd rather live without an All Star, you know, game or the home run derby or any of that shit than have to not deal with the entire fucking season. Now, with that being said, I would also say that maybe, you know, for I'm I'm thinking playoff wise if they went with this. How that would be affected? Because I, I I don't think you could have a a real playoff with a short season. I mean, yeah, you'd almost have to shorten the playoffs. I mean, you could play the full season and still do full playoffs, but you can't you can't push playoffs back any further than they already are. You can't have as much as as great as it would be. You can't have guys playing a seven game series in New York and L.A. In the middle of December, it just you just can't do it. Yeah, no, it's too cold. Not. You can't be playing. Yeah, but do you do you modify the playoffs and the first series that's usually a best of five right. make that a best of three and then make the and rest then best the, of the five. best of seven series make those a best of five and then the World Series you have a best of five. No, World Series has got to be. You got to be best of seven. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be in order for it to be the World Series. Otherwise, it's a tarnished championship, and then you just got an asterisk, and then it's like nobody's going to count it anyways because, like, what's the point? What if you got an asterisk? That's why nobody counts Barry Bonds. That's why he's not in the Hall of Fame because there's the asterisk and the Mark McGuire's and all that. So I mean, people wouldn't even count it as a real season anyways. But we could rally around the fact that we still have baseball. I mean, they're doing it in South Korea right now. That's what I'm trying to get behind. They're doing it in South Korea, which amazes me, but they're a little more ballsy, I guess, in that respect. They're playing with masks on, and it's... I don't know how to... Ta- <laughs> I don't know That's if you've seen funny. the images. I they're have playing, not seen the Yeah, images. they're playing with fucking surgical masks on, and goddamn, I wish I could tap into that fucking network. I want to get that South Korean baseball network. I don't care if they're replays from two days ago. Give me some modern baseball, for Christ's sake. I've been watching games over and over on YouTube, and luckily the MLB's picked their best 10 games of all, you know, of each decade, I think, and they're posting them on YouTube, but, but there's plenty of games there anyways. The NBA is giving free league pass. Um, the NFL is giving free league pass, or whatever they call it, the, not the red zone. Sunday ticket. Sunday ticket, or whatever. They're giving that all, all those games out for free. I was watching Buffalo Bills and Patriots um, just last night at my girlfriend's uh, parents' house, which is cool, and yeah, the MLB's doing what they can, but I don't I don't want to see games that I know the results of. I've watched. I've been doing that my whole life, anyways, watching old games for fun. But I want to see games that I don't know the results of, and it'd be cool if if South Korea could get that broadcast out here, because then we'd learn some of those players' names. They'd grow a fan base out there. We need something to rally behind right now in terms of sports for sports fans, other than fucking marble racing that we've all been watching. And ESPN did. They put the Ocho back on the air a couple oh days my ago. God. <laughs> 
Hey, that marble race was pretty damn impressive. Oh my god, it was pretty impressive. It was pretty fucking cool. There was different lanes for these marbles to go through, so the one in eighth place was jumping out to first place. It was absolutely... I watched it. It was really entertaining. Today, okay, so I was playing Yahtzee with Kirsten, my, my girlfriend. We play Yahtzee quite a bit together, and I was going... I have all the old stat sheets of her stats and my stats, and we're playing Yahtzee, and I'm like... And we're rolling, and I'm like, oh, Kirsten, according to the stat sheets... You uh you get um the four of a four of a kind sixty percent of the time, <laughs> and I was going through old stats from the games just because I thr- I just like thrive on stats and information that I was just going through old stat sheets in Yahtzee just because it was exciting me and she was getting so sick of me stating all these stats I was like oh I average around nineteen for my chance every <laughs> every game and this one I got twenty five it was my highest chance I've ever gotten before just because I'm dying for some new sports or new com- competition in my life because I don't have sports to turn to it's a weird time but I'm doing I'm I'm doing whatever I can here. Um, That's so, what I'm saying. Though I would, I would rather watch uh, half a season of meaningless baseball than have no baseball. I'm with that too. I understand that it wouldn't. I understand both sides, and I'm actually kind of torn on it because I don't know if I want a half season. But God, even if you're playing exhibition games, like MLB could be that rallying cry. Like once this starts picking its pieces up back together, until football starts, like people will rally around baseball again it will give the ba- baseball a chance to become america's pastime again if they could just find a way to get things together if all this is safe at some point in in the summertime you know what i think i think they should have the half a season and then just make it more like a make it more like in a half a season of spring training kind of so have an extended roster yeah us. yeah let a, let them let these teams bring up a bunch of prospects and give them a fucking chance Fuck it. What's the worst that could happen? I, yeah, because it's gonna like like I said, it's gonna be an asterisk season anyways. Yeah. It's gonna be a one for the record books one way or another. So like even even exhibition games, I don't care. Yep. Just give us something as long as everyone's safe and everything's blown over by that point. It will be. We can only hope. It will be. So I know you guys don't care. Nope, don't care. But I still want to get your thoughts. So the NBA season was nearing completion. They've already played over 50 games out of an 82-game season. The Bucks are the best. The Lakers are the best. We basically know who's there. The NBA season usually wraps around in June, I think, the championships played. What do they do? Seamus, your thoughts. What, what does the NBA do at this point? Because chances are airlines aren't going to be like ready to go and all this stuff by June. So what, what does the NBA do? The airlines are ready to go right now. I... I really don't know. Honestly, I I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is anymore. I I really I wish I did, but I don't know what the right answer is. That's the thing that's sad. I mean, nobody know nobody has information on anything other than, you know, the fact that it's all jacked up. And nothing is normal, but yet we still don't know when things are going to get back to normal, if they're ever going to get back to normal. So if, uh, the, if the NBA season, let's say it's, we'll do this two week. If, if it's two weeks, I think like Josh said, I'm just trying to go di- on different scenarios. If it's two weeks, like Josh said, I think the NBA could 
feasibly push their season back to August and do the championship, but then you got training and stuff, and the NBA season usually starts in October again, I believe, or November. Yeah, they got a very slow, or a very short offseason. They do. Either way, they do, and it's like... I don't know if they can push it back to August. So do they got to cancel the rest of the season? I... Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna, it's gonna all depend on what time this shit... So, right. the way I'm looking at it is, I figure if it's gonna be two weeks before, you know, this shit fucking kills off, or does whatever it's going to do. Figure it'll probably be another two weeks before, for shit, before shit, you know... Gets back together, so Before shit gets back together. So we'll say a month. Let's say a month from right now, if the NBA season could start back up. What is it? What are we... What that, that, would be, that would be April 21st. And what the... April, May... I mean, they could... You know, maybe they'd have to schedule uh, less off days or... You know, something... Yeah, just logistically, I see that being a huge problem because they, the NBA already added more off days because they want to keep their players healthy, and that's the thing too. With, yeah, With the yeah. NBA, these players haven't been playing. Yeah, that's another. That's another thing. To so take you need to train again. It's such a fucking weird thing. And then, I, then my next question to you, Seamus, is going to be the NHL. What do they do? They're they're halfway through, right? More than halfway through. They're about where the NBA is at. They're probably the most. Yeah. They're probably the least susceptible with the. F- playing on fucking ice <laughs> no it's actually it's the virus has a shorter lifespan in warmer conditions than it does in colder conditions well then heat that shit up so what does the nhl do, do they call it because they have a short off well, season too but those guys are tough as nails for some reason those guys can do things that these other sports guys can't where they fucking break their jaw in the middle of a game and they, they sit out for two minutes and come back where the NFL, if you if you turn your hip wrong, you're fucking sitting for three weeks. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. I, I want them to finish. I hope they do finish. Um, if they can get to see, if they can, if they can resume the season by Memorial Day, right. give them a couple of weeks and then, you know, you'll still have playoffs in June. You might you might have the Stanley Cup Finals in July, but, you know, the, the Stanley Cup Final usually goes into June anyway. Right. So, I I hope they do. And then and then you start the next season later? I just don't understand. I just well, no, nobody you, understands see, any of this. Finishing, finishing the NHL season in July would be – would be extending this one, but you know you'd still have a decent enough off season, and maybe you start it a week or maybe you start next preseason a week or two late, but you, you maybe then you just shorten the preseason, yep, to be able to get that next season to start on on schedule. Here again, yep, one of those answers that nobody has. It. Yeah, it seems like the only one. The only, you know, the big three sports, or big four, that has it good right now, if, if it could be good, is the NFL. <clears throat> sure, they're not able to do physicals. Tom Brady's doing his own personal physical in New York, but people like Cam Newton and stuff, like, they're having a hard time. Um, but, like... Well, that, that fit, Tom Brady's physical, that was agreed upon by Brady, his team, yeah, and fair. the Buccaneers. Yeah, and that, that makes complete sense. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not questioning his... 
I'm just saying the NFL's in the best place right now because they have time. Yep. They, they, everything's still on schedule with them. They're still going to do their draft. It's going to be in a different way. They're still going to – they can't do OTAs or, like, workouts right now, of course, just like anybody else. But they have the time, which is a blessing right now for, for them. And But, I mean, if some people are saying this is going to be an 18-month thing, you know? Like, what does that mean? An 18-month thing of life like this where we're supposed to be quarantined? An 18-month thing of, like – like nine months of it, things are getting back to normal and, and things are operating more efficiently again. But like, there's still the economy hit. There's our ticket price is going to go down. Our, I mean, because the day sports comes back is the day every game is selling out. The Baltimore Orioles will be selling out games once this is all back together. No, they won't. No, they won't. No, they won't. But like, people are going to be bursting back through these doors to go to any game they can because they're going to be so thankful to have that sense of normalcy back of sports. But like I said, the NFL has has this nice little, you know, they have the gift of they can watch how things are playing out before they get shipped back together. So they're kind of right. lucky, but there's no there's no thoughts of canceling anything for the NFL season, the actual playing season right now, whereas everyone else is kind of scrambling. They're not sure what to do. We're watching our favorite players on Instagram just, you know, try to take batting practice any way they can. I, I think it was, was it Wilson Contreras who was taking batting practice with a wiffle ball in his fucking driveway recently, like just doing anything they can to get any kind of training they can. But it, it sucks for players like Arcia and Logan Morrison who – who are starting to have these really good springs and they, they, these bounce backs, and now they gotta they gotta stop. It, it's just so unfortunate for the players, just as it is for us. Because the weird, the, I mean, the thing about this is, this is for everybody, rich and poor. We're all dealing with this in in one way or another. I I think Cristiano Christian Ronaldo, that soccer player, he's got a private island, so he's doing just fine. But like, this is affecting us, poor, rich. No matter what walk of life you're at, you're still like. You're being asked to be quarantined. You're asked to be at your house. So, and it happens so fast that these guys that don't have like training centers in their house, like they're, I'm fucking doing body weight shit at my house because I don't know how else to work out right now. It's, it's such an odd time and nobody knows what's going to happen. And that's, that's the thing that, that we're all feeling no matter what class of life you're in right now, like you're, you're dealing with it. We're all dealing with this in our own way, and some people can't stay home. For instance, you, you Chris, you can't stay home. If if my job shuts down, I'll have to stay home. But you're, we're all, ah, it's just such an odd time. But I want to take it over to a lighter note. So I got what I think, what I compiled, some of the greatest stats ever, mainly in baseball. I'll read off a couple that are not in baseball. And I kind of want to get your thoughts on this, if you guys have any. So I got quite a few written here, and they're a lot. They're a lot of fun. They were a lot of fun for me to find. So these are some of the greatest stats ever. So from two thought number one, from two thousand one to two thousand and four, Barry Bonds reached base in five hundred thirty nine of five hundred seventy three games. That's pretty fucking nice. <laughs> in three years. He reached base 539 of 573, 573 games. That's less than 50 games he did not reach base. Chris, you got any thoughts on that? Um, the only thing I have, it, that number exists because teams were too chicken to pitch to him. They were too chicken to I mean, this on-base percentage was just ridiculous. Just ridiculous during that time period. I mean, he was, he was getting walked with bases loaded because people did not want to pitch to that motherfucker. 
Craziness. Here's a hockey one. I know. I want to see if you have any comments on this one, Seamus. And I'm sure you knew this one. Wayne Gretzky had more assists than any other player had points while he was playing. Yep. Not only did he have way more points than scored than anyone, but he had more assists than anyone playing. Do you have any thoughts on that, Seamus? Want to elaborate? Well, it. I mean, that's the kind of that's believe it or not that as prolific of a goal scorer as he was, that was the kind of player he, he, that was the kind of player he was. He was a, he was a pass first guy. That's, um, for those people that do follow hockey, you have, everybody knows that everybody knows the part of the ice that's called Gretzky's office. And that was behind the net. Gretzky would rather sit behind the net and survey what was in front of him than he would drive the net and try and score on a breakaway. Would you say there's any players in modern day hockey that have that kind of mentality where they're where they're surveying the landscape and seeing what they could do before they just you know try to get the puck and try to get it in the net? There are actually quite a few. Uh, most of your most of your top line centers are a pass first of a. They are of a pass-first mentality. First one that comes to my mind being a Bruins fan is Patrice Bergeron. He he is a pass-first kind of guy. Uh, whereas his line mate and winger David Pasternak, he, he's a goal scorer. So having those two together, it it it, it works really really well. Um, but. For a while there, Mark Messier was a pass-first kind of guy. Um, let me let me think. Uh, Mario Lemieux became a pass-first kind of guy. Uh, Yarmir Yager was a goal scorer, which you know the pass-first thing from Lemieux worked really well when he and Yager were line mates. God, you love the so. Time. I mean. What's that? It's a god you love the penguins. Well, well yeah, those, he wore those were two penguins. I mean, <laughs> at that point, at that point, Yager and and Lemieux were two of the best players in the game of hockey. Oh yeah, I remember and, those days. That's when I watched hockey. And you know, we should not get the robot, the robot chicken uniform back. Yes, I want right. I want the I want the Pittsburgh jersey that had the name on it on an angle. That's the one that needs to come back. In, our, in, in answer to somebody that had posted it on our, on our five-tool page. I like the robot chicken. Anyways, moving on, because that's the hockey talk we're going to have for today. Tony Gwynn never struck out more than 40 times in a season. Dude. And he only struck Mr. out... Padre. And he only struck out three times in a game once in his entire 20-plus season career. Mr. Padre. Tony Gwynn... Should be like, there should be statues at every baseball stadium of that guy because nobody could hit like him in our generation of baseball. Moving on, uh, Big Mac, Mark McGuire, hit 583 home runs out of his 1,626 total hits. <laughs> Anyone? That's fucking insane. Yeah, we can all just say steroids to that one. Fernando Tatis is the only player to hit two grand slams. In one inning. 
That's crazy. I remember I, he was he with Cleveland at the time. I think so. I don't actually know. Sounds about right. Because I remember that. All right. Next, this one I actually knew. Joey Gallo got to 100 home runs before he got to 100 singles. That's crazy. Nolan, Wait a minute. How, how, how does that happen? 100 home runs before 100 singles. Not oh, next. okay. Yeah. Uh, Nolan Ryan never won a Cy Young. I think we all knew that. That's crazy. That is crazy. Wait, what? Nolan, Nolan Ryan never won a Cy Young. Do you know that? Wow. Right? I, I, did, I did not know that. That is craziness. Um, another Barry Bonds one. He's the only member of the 400-400 club and the only member of the 500-500 club, which means 400 home runs, 400 steals, 500 home runs, 500 steals. What do you think about that one, Seamus? Say that again? Barry Bonds is the only member of the 400-400 club and the only member of the 500-500 club, meaning 500 home runs and 500 steals in his career? Well, honestly, he was, you know, when when he first came into the league, Barry Bonds was a player that it was very easy to aspire to want to be. He he was a five-tool kind of player. He was, yeah. And, you know, so his early numbers, his stolen base numbers – Matched his power numbers because he was an all-around player, so it doesn't really surprise me. Yeah, he gets so much flack for the for the steroids and the juicing because, of course, he was a steroid user. Um, we all know that his head grew bigger, which you can't get that in the gym. His shoe size grew bigger. Right, he grew bigger as a human being, but he he was still the best player in baseball before the juicing. Like his first eight years of his career, are as good as anybody's. And he was as good of a player as anyone we've ever seen before he juiced. The only reason he started juicing is because everyone else did. Everyone else did. He, right. he, he was already doing everything that anyone would ask of him, but he wasn't getting the, the love or the spotlight that these fucking home run hitters were getting, so he followed suit and just broke all their records too. So, I mean... Yeah, he wasn't... He, he, he was getting ignored in... Pittsburgh because of Andy Van Slyke. Yeah. He was a much better player than Andy Van Slyke, but Andy Van Slyke was getting all the pulp. Yeah, and it wasn't fair because Barry Bonds was as good as any baseball player in the 90s. Um, next stat, this one's great. And I think, I'm sure we've all heard this one too. If you take away Hank Aaron's 755 home runs, if you take away his, all his home runs, he would still have over 3,000 hits. Also, yep. he has almost 700 more total bases than the next guy on the list. I think I, I heard yep. the first half before, but I hadn't heard the second one. <laughs> so you take away all his home runs, he's still a 3,000 hitter. There's not many 3,000 hitters. I think there's about like 15 or something guys who've hit 3,000 hits in their career. And you can take away all his home runs, and he'd still be one of the greatest baseball players of all time. This one I know we all know. But I gotta bring it up again because fucking Iron Man. Cal Ripken played in 2,632 games in a row, spanning 17 seasons. Amazing. That makes Brett Favre look like a little bitch. Next yeah, stat. It really does. <laughs> Stan Musial received, or, sorry, 
Oh, he had as many hits at home, the exact number of hits at home that he did on the road. That's a pretty yes. Cool. I remember that. That's a great. That's a great stat for for a stat person. That's a kick ass stat. Um, this one that that is actually in the Ken Burns baseball documentary. Nice. That nice. fact is revealed, which is streaming for free, I believe, right now online. Um, Greg Maddox. We've heard a lot of stats about him lately. It's been going around on the internet just because pitching's become such a big thing in baseball again. Um, he faced twenty thousand four hundred twenty one batters. He issued only 293 four-pitch walks, and 153 of those were intentional. So that means about 150, he's only given about 150 four-pitch walks that weren't intentional after facing over 20,000 batters. That's insane. That is insane. (laughs) Greg Maddox was so fun to watch as a kid. That Braves team was so fun to watch as a kid. And now the best stat of all, and I know we brought this up on the show again before, but I want to bring it up once more. Doc Ellis threw a no-no on acid. Yes, he did. <laughs> There's a great documentary out there about that called No-No. He actually had eight walks in that game, but he still threw a no-no. I think a few of them were beamed batters. But, yeah, he took acid, didn't know he was going to pitch that day. And if, I think it was like six to eight hours later, he had to, to, to get on the mound after he had... Taking acid. That sounds awesome. I want to do that. <laughs> That's one of the greatest stats in baseball history. Um, we got about 15 minutes left. I will do my number four. But first, let's talk a little football. I just want to get your thoughts on what's left in free agency and if the Packers should go after any of these guys and possible landing spots for any of these guys. We'll start with quarterbacks first. Obviously, the Packers aren't going to go for any of them. But... I got a list of uh, five quarterbacks who are still out there in free agency. Uh, Jameis Winston, Joe Flacco, Blake Bortles, Cam Newton, and Andy Dalton. Where is Jameis Winston going to end up, and why hasn't he found a team yet? Anybody got any thoughts? Too many interceptions. 30 interceptions. But he, I, it, a quarterback who throws... But he over, had LASIK. He had LASIK, and a quarterback who threw over 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. Like, that's MVP caliber play if you knock those, you know, interceptions down by half. No, more than half. It'd have to be way more than half to get MVP. Yeah, because a lot of quarterbacks, I think there was over 20 quarterbacks last year who threw less than 10 interceptions. Nobody's throwing interceptions anymore. It's something that's, it's, these quarterbacks are really focusing on being laser-targeted throwers. Not him. But not him. (laughs) He's like, fuck it, throw it up. I wonder... As long as somebody catches it. But obviously he's going to end up somewhere. Does anybody have any thoughts on where he might end up? Because he's going to get a starting job. He should. Should he really? 5,000 yards. So what? Nobody throws 5,000. 30 fucking interceptions. But he's he's going to... He's, somebody's going to be a quarterback whisperer to this guy. Uh. He's still young. He's still agile. He can still run. He can throw a deep ball. And he throws for 5,000 yards. Does Joe Flacco end up starting anywhere? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. Blake Bortles obviously won't. Cam Newton. He'll get a starter somewhere. Yeah, I'm thinking I think in uh, L.A. with the Chargers will probably be his landing spot. Well, yeah, because Rivers is gone. Yeah, Rivers is with the Colts now, which I don't think that was a step up for them. I think they should have just stuck with Brissett, honestly. Me. Me. Horse apiece. All right, let's move on to running backs. Uh, I'm just going to name four of them. Devontae Freeman, 
is out of job. Uh, Carlos Hyde's out of job. Deion Lewis doesn't have a job. And LaShawn McCoy doesn't have a job. I've only heard of two of those. <laughs> okay. Todd Gurley got released. You don't have him on the list. Uh, he's got a team. He's with the Falcons. Really? Oh, really? They So he... When did, did they pick him up like two seconds after L.A. released him? It was basically two seconds. I think it was about eight hours, actually. But, yeah, he's with the Falcons. He's going home to Georgia on a one-year deal. All right, the next one I want to talk about is wide receivers because that's a need for Green Bay. So I'm going to name a few of them. We barely even talk about the running back. Well, you got any thoughts? No. Because none of those are going to Green Bay. We got our, we got our running back situation figured yeah, out. we're good. Wide receivers, Robbie Anderson, Nelson Aguilar... Devin Funches and Brashad Perryman. Should the Packers pick up any of those? I have my thought, but I want to ask you guys first. I can honestly say I don't really know a whole lot about any of those four. What do you what, what do you think, Seamus? What Black Josh said. Robbie Anderson. He was with the Jets. He's fast as fuck. Good hands. He doesn't drop passes. I think the Packers should pick him up. I don't think you go after okay. Aguilar because he sucks. Or the other guys. Perryman's really good too, but he's kind of young. I've actually I have heard of Aguilar. Yeah, he was he was at the Eagles when they beat the Patriots yep. in the Super Bowl. Yep, when I they remember. beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. When they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, Robbie Anderson. I think <laughs> was that when they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Poor Seamus. All right. I want to go through the rest of those, but fuck it. We got ten minutes left, and there's two more topics I want to get to. Sorry for my, my disorganization for today. This is the big question for the day. Who needs another Super Bowl more between these two quarterbacks? Because they each only have one. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees? Aaron Seamus, Rodgers. what do you think? Aaron Rodgers needs it more than Drew Brees does. Why? Aaron Rodgers. Because Drew Brees is better? has had the better career. Mm. He's, at, he's breaking every major record there is. Mm. He's going to go down as the best of all time if he can secure one more Super Bowl. Mm. Or one of the best of all times. He's been playing longer than Rodgers. Not much longer. They're, well, like four years, I think. He's four years older than Aaron Rodgers. He only has one Super Bowl, but he has all the records in his name. And Aaron Rodgers will not surpass those. I'm sorry. Not all of them, maybe, but he'll definitely do some of them. Well, see, here the thing about it is, though, because now if he's got a running game, his, his passing yards are going to go way down. Right, and Drew Brees we're not has... not relying on him. And Drew Brees has targets, man. And Drew Brees has targets. He has, yeah, he has, he just got Emmanuel Sanders. Drew Brees has He's got Michael targets, Thomas. son. Targets, yo. All right, good input on that one. <laughs> no, we're not done with that. Well, we're go not on. done with it yet. It's still Aaron Rodgers, but that's because I'm biased. I think we're all biased, but I mean, if you really look at it, like Drew Brees is probably he's going to go into the Hall of Fame with or without an extra Super Bowl. And so is Aaron Rodgers, right? He's going to get so in. And so is Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers' career ended today, is he in the Super? Or is he in the? Is Oof. he in the Hall of Fame? Nah, I don't know. Oh, I don't know either, honestly. That's hard to say. He's on track to break a lot of records, but if he doesn't actually break them, does he deserve it? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? 
That's a very good question. And Drew Brees, I mean, yeah, Tom Brady's right behind him on, I think, passing yards, but, like, chances are he's not gonna. I mean, yeah, he's got targets down in Tampa Bay, but we've. I think we've seen more regression in Tom Brady than we've seen in Drew Brees. What do you think about that, Seamus? I agree. Um, I'm sorry, did, did you say something? I think we've seen more regression. <laughs> oh, God. He knows it's true. That's why he's not. Responding. I mean, Drew Brees is still putting up amazing numbers, whereas Tom Brady, I mean, he's relying on other stuff now. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not going to refute Drew Brees' ability as a quarterback. Um, I regression. I don't know. I, Tom Brady is. First of all, he's never been known as a deep threat quarterback. He's never been known as a overtly mobile quarterback. So you have you have you have two quarterbacks that are two different playing styles. So talking about regression for either one of them, it's not a fair comparison given that they are two different styled quarterbacks. I think it's a very fair comparison. They're both two quarterbacks playing in the exact same era against the exact Yeah, but they they have different they have different playing styles. I mean, you could say that about, I mean, anyone, but I mean, they're, they're, two, they're two quarterbacks playing in the same era. I mean, it's, a, it's unfortunate we've never seen them in a Super Bowl together, but you have a choice of your style that you want to play with. And, yeah, it's so tough because Tom Brady's never really had weapons, but he's made success happen, but he's never, he's not, I don't think he's ever led the league in passing yards, has he? He probably has. I don't know, because like Seamus has said, he's never been a deep threat. He's been a precision passer. And you could argue Drew Brees is as accurate as anyone who's ever played the game, too. He's a precision passer, but he also has the deep ball. But he also has a very good deep ball. Yeah, so that's why I think he's a – I mean, he's better to me. To me, Drew Brees is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, top three for sure. I'm not going to argue that. It's hard to argue that. Yeah, I'd probably – I'd give him top three. Yeah, so I, well, I think I'm going to throw that one up on, on, on the Facebook page to see what people think. Who who needs the Super Bowl more, Aaron Rodgers or are Drew Brees? We, are we going to create our first five-tool page, five-tool podcast page poll? I think we are. Yeah, who needs it more, Brees or Rodgers? I mean, I think, I think Rodgers needs it more for his legacy. But I think... Drew Brees needs it more because it'd be a shame. Like who? I guess the way I should have phrased it more is who would it be more of a shame for if Rodgers or Brees would not get it? I think it'd be more of a shame for Brees if he didn't get one more because of all the accolades that have already preceded him. Yeah, but it's like it's like I said, though, too. Like, one way or another, with or without that extra Super Bowl, Drew Brees is getting into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he has to. Aaron Rodgers, if he doesn't win another Super Bowl or two... Yeah, it's you rough. Know, it's it's rough. hard to say because right. his, his he's you could definitely say he's been in regression for sure, like for no sure. doubt. Ever since that collarbone injury, his he has not been as accurate or as mobile for that matter. Which I don't know why his collarbone would affect his mobility, but I think he's just bottom line. I think he's a fucking afraid of breaking that shit again. Yeah, he's afraid of breaking it and afraid of throwing picks. All right, we're running out of time. I want to do my number four. Do it. Wait. Do it. Guns locked and loaded. All right. Here's the quiz. 
This player is a five-time All-Star. He was a two-time Gold Glover, three-time Silver Slugger. He won the Clemente Award, and he is a two-time RBI leader in his respective league. Who is it? This was all during while he was with the Brewers. Yes. What are those? What are those? Five-time accomplishments all, again. Five-time All-Star, two-time Gold Glove winner, three-time Silver Slugger, Clemente Award winner, two-time RBI leader in his respective league. He had a .298 batting average. 241 career home runs, and 1,125 career RBIs with 36 war. Damn. That's a fucking good war. It's a good everything. I had a hard time putting this guy number four and not number three. I really did. But I have my reasons. Anyone? Rob Deere? Not even close. Cecil Cooper Duh. is my number four. Oh, my God. So he didn't even give Josh a chance. I was fucking dumbfounded. Yeah, because I didn't know these, these numbers were this good till I did some looking. That's why I had a hard time putting him at number four, but I did, and I will explain my reasons more so when I get my number three. So, Cecil Cooper played with Milwaukee from 77 to 87, 10 years with the Brewers. And his, he batted over 300 from se- every season from 77 to 83. He's a five-time All-Star with the Brewers in 79, 80, 82, 83, and 85. He batted 302 in his entire career with Milwaukee. These are Hall of Fame numbers. His OPS with Milwaukee in those 10 years was 809. His on-base percentage with Milwaukee was 339. He led the league in RBIs in 80 with 122 and in 1983 with 126. In, in 82, he had 38 doubles, 32 home runs, 121 RBIs with a 313 average and an 870 OPS. In 1981... He only struck out 30 times. Jesus. If a player had these numbers right now, they'd be better than Mike Trout. Yeah, they'd be MVP for sure. It was a different era, but Jesus Christ, it's amazing he never won an MVP. It sucked. He never won a uh, World Series with the Brewers. He made it, of course. But Jesus Christ, Cecil Cooper was a fucking madman. I couldn't believe it when I was searching these numbers. Like, I knew about Cooper, and I've, I've, I've watched games with Cooper, but I never knew... That he had these kind of numbers. A 36 career war. A five time all-star. Clemente award in 83. Cecil Cooper. Number four on Butchers. Top ten brewers of all time. We'll do number three next time. And it's tough man. These two could have gone either way. He also hit. The, he also had the hit that sent the brewers to the world series. Exactly man. So I mean I. I'm, I this is where I'm struggling. Because he should, I almost want to put him at number three, but I will give my reasons as to why number three is number three next time. But that's all we got for the Five Tool Podcast today. We'll be back Wednesday. Very soon we will be on Chuck and Winkler. I don't know if anybody heard it, but we did have an appearance on Chuck and Winkler earlier this week. I believe it was Tuesday. Killer Kyle was on the show for a few minutes talking about the Five Tool Podcast, promoting us. And so we will be on there very soon in this weird trying time. They're happy to have us on, and we're looking forward to that. So keep your ears peered. Keep your eyes on the Facebook. We will be announcing when that's happening. Um, With that, 5-2 Podcast, we'll be putting up a poll very soon. Um, We hope everyone's got your weapons and ammo bought and purchased already because it's a weird time. Highest gun sales in history. In history. So, yeah. Very weird And most of them are first-time buyers. Crazy. Sorry, I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, so yeah, everybody stay safe out there. Do the shit they say you should do, but don't believe everything you hear and read. With that, Five Tool Podcast, 
Sorry, Seamus, we didn't get to your poem. I'm so sorry. Um, but we'll do that next time, too. With that 5-2 podcast, we love you. Kill a Kyle, get better, learn how to eat pizza like a man, and we are out. And don't widen the plate.